With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, is this John Micah? Yep, it is. How's it going? Kevin? Good. Kevin Davis, good. How are you? Awesome. Good. How you doing? Awesome. Well, hey, great to speak with you again, and uh, excited to talk to you about songs from your solo record. I actually was just watching a couple of the uh, YouTube videos you did about kind of the difference in the instrumentation versus the Cutlass record, and hadn't even thought about that there were no electric guitars, but as you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what's different. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then the cello and all of that, that was definitely cool. And uh, um, as you know, one of the things I do for the website is I write a weekly behind-the-song devotional and uh, wanted to feature Faith, Hope, Love and kind of get your story of writing it and uh, what it means to you personally and kind of scripturally some of the context that the song includes. Yeah. Um, well, that that song specifically, I mean, obviously, you know, the faith hope and love phrase is pretty well known in Christian circles literally, you know, I think and, um, you know, you hear teachings on it and uh, and there's there's a lot of content on that and but sometimes I think for me personally, like some of those really heavily hit topics um, I don't always personalize you know, and mm. like really apply to my life 
And um, and so when I really started thinking about what each of those things were and how they applied to my life, it kind of brought totally new meaning to it. And so what I tried mm. to capture in that song was actually, like, instead of just saying faith, hope, and love, which is almost like a cliche saying, if, if you listen to the chorus, you know, it says that faith is like a covering, you know what I mean? And, right. And how hope and hope gives us the strength ultimately to find Christ's love and to help us, you know, it's when we're, when we're resting in God's love that life begins to function the way it's supposed to and, and, and faith, hope, and love work hand in hand together to bring about that experience of really who Christ is. Um, and he provides all those things that you can't have uh, hope without first having faith. And you can't really experience God's love fully without the hope that that love brings. And so it's kind of go in order, and I kind of this realization of like, first you got to have faith, and if once you put your faith in Christ, then it brings hope to your life. And once you experience that hope, you realize God's love in a very powerful and real way. And so I, as I kind of thought about that, I was like, man, that's like, that's really powerful. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, know? for sure how those three tie together, and I think we oftentimes independently just think, oh, yeah, faith is good, hope is good, love is good, and so I want all the things in my life, but I don't think we oftentimes see the correlation between the three, and so that's kind of what I tried to capture in this song, is how those three are very correlated um, and how they they kind of key off each other and, and interact with one another, um, and it, to me it kind of just really uh, kind of brought to a new life that concept in a passage that I've heard, you know, probably thousands of times, <laughs> and uh, and kind of brought that back to just give it some fresh life, which was really cool. No, for sure. And what I I like, I love the progression, and that's one of my favorite things to write about is kind of the devotional challenge in essence. Um, that each one of us could personalize in listening to a song like this, and I really was struck by the phrase, uh, the phrasing in the song of faith is like a covering and yeah. I just did a uh, I did a Bible search on that phrase and it's interesting it, it pointed specifically to Psalm 91 4 uh, which talks about he will cover you with his uh, feathers and under his wings you will find refuge his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart um, yeah. and then related to that as for God Psalm 1830 as for God his way is perfect the the Lord's word is flawless, and he shields all who take refuge in him. And, you know, that idea of a covering, you know, I think that's also the promise we're given by God in his word, uh, as it says in those two passages, that his faith is also being provided. And that, that takes on a whole other um, interaction to that phrasing, that it's not just our faith. Yeah, but but yeah. that our faith and our hope and our love, um, are, you know, the source of those three um, words are our Lord, and and then you know He is offering us that covering. So yeah, I thought that was a that was a cool phrasing, and um, I'm always a fan of writing about uh, things like um, talking about His Word being flawless, you know. Um, yeah. And and what I'm really hearing, and, and I think this is just the natural um, 
progression for you as an as a uh, a fellow believer and as an artist that for people who have liked the more worshipful side of what you've you've done the last say ten years now uh, as an artist, yeah. but maybe you know, and I think this is a good opportunity for you to share with me a little bit more about the the love songs side, so the family side. I'd love to hear a little bit more yeah. about um, kind of what led to putting those songs together and uh, what you want people to take away from some of those songs. Yeah, well, I think overall the record, I think you definitely get the idea that, I mean, even Faith, Open Love that we just talked about, if you listen mm-hmm. to the whole song, its entirety, the verses and everything, this is it's very contemplative, very much, you know, the starting out raindrops falling on the window pane, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of like pages out of a journal. These are my thoughts and the things I'm thinking through and, and dealing with or, you know what I mean, just very mm-hmm. intimate. Um, and so that aspect, and that's why the record called Faith and Family is the two things that are most important in my life and that are consistently uh, elements that I'm um, engaging in and investing in um, are my faith and my family. And so what's interesting, though, about, like, say, Cutlass and, you know, most Christian music in general, is there's lots of outlets to talk about your faith Mm. and worship, but there's not a lot of outlets that really... I mean, think of how many love songs you've ever heard on Christian radio. <laughs> like, right, true. Mm-hmm. There's, very, there's very few, and yet that's a huge element of, you know, most most believers that I know, the majority of them uh, that are adults are indeed married. <laughs> you know? Right. And, yeah. and, and your spouse, your wife, is a huge part of, of your spiritual walk, of your daily life. It's, it's just a huge element of your life, and yet our music rarely dives into that element or really looks at that relationship. And um, and at the same time, I see so many broken relationships, and I'm just like, man, um, why can't we look more at at the relationship between a husband and a wife and our spouse and and invest in that? And, and But not in like a... Because, you know, mainstream music, on the other hand, is completely obsessed with relationships. And yet it's not right. in a godly, it's not godly relationships. It's very physical, very, you know, full of infatuation or full of breakup and heartache and, you know, hurting one another. And and there's just very few examples of like, hey, here's a good, healthy relationship. Just talking about stuff that really matters in our relationships with our families and with our spouse. And, um, and so over the years, I've written songs, you know, I mean, because... Uh, because I'm a songwriter, I'm a musician, one of the ways I express myself is by writing music. And mm. so, you know, I had over the years I'd written songs for my wife that was really intended for her um, and not really necessarily to be, you know, produced on a cutlass record or anything like that. But I was like, man, these songs are, they say a lot and they're, they really have something I think important to say. And for married couples that are out there, like, I think they could benefit from them as well. Um, you know, like a lot of couples have a song, you know, it's like, hey, right. this, is our, this is our song. And I was like, man, these are love songs that are a written from the perspective of a godly relationship and and caring for your spouse, loving your spouse, and wanting to have an enduring and and healthy relationship. And so I was just like, man, and they're some of my favorite songs I've ever written, honestly, and they're very, you know, they mean a lot to me. And so I thought, man, it'd be just really great to be able to share these with people. Um, and what's been really cool is as people have heard these songs, there's a lot of married couples that are like, 
wow, that song is just beautiful. It, it's really, you know, it means so much to me. And my husband and I have listened to this song, or my wife and I have listened to this song, and it just, it really speaks into our relationship and into our lives. And, uh, and so, and so, uh, so it's just really, uh, um, it's one of those things where it's just like really, he's really, it, people have been thankful for it. And I just think there's not yeah. a lot of it out there. So I'm hoping that it can be something that is, um, beneficial to, to other relationships as well, you know? No, agreed. And actually it's funny. I've actually blogged, um, about, um, this topic before and I did not have a lot of songs to choose from <laughs> um, cuz my wife yeah. and I share uh celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary last year and um awesome. and part of what I was wanting to do similar to what you said is you know back when we first um were courting uh dating I was making her mixtapes and you know at that time there really weren't any Christian love songs so it were they were just pretty much our favorite secular love songs. And yeah. I, I, I think it's time, as you said, uh, for um, believers to sing about real life as well as their faith because yeah. that is an aspect of, um, uh, of our faith is, is our marriage, and our marriage is a picture of Christ and, and his bride. Um, and if we have Christ at the center, maybe this can provide an anchor um, for married couples who are in the church who are looking for, um, you know, truth to rally behind. And uh, it's interesting because there was a collection made just, you know, back in 2002. I was looking up what year it came out. It was called I Will Be Here. Um, and, of course, it was the Stephen Curtis Chapman song, I Will Be Here. <laughs> yeah. and, and and there were not a whole lot of other um, songs in that vein. But I do feel like, and I was trying to kind of think if there was a, a style of song your album reminded me of. And actually, as I've thought about it, it is kind of, you know, early Stephen Curtis Chapman singer-songwriter uh, style. I, and I mean that obviously in a complimentary way. And I, I kind of wondered if there was a particular favorite love song, um, family song uh, that you had that you'd want me to kind of highlight and sort of talking about, you know, um, what you'd like people to take away from the album. Um. Well, gosh, on the on the love songs front, there's there's a couple different things, and I think the story behind them kind of gives them some some content. Um, uh, my love uh, is is a song that I wrote uh, for my wedding, so it's mm. very specific and particular because I wrote that song for my wedding and played it during our wedding ceremony. Um, and so that song, and there and there's even some very personal stuff in there. Uh, it talks about me being uh, injured and. Um, my wife being by my side through that, you know, at the time, fiance, but like, I've just been, she was just always there through those times. So some very specific stuff. It's very, very, very personal song, you know, because that was, that was for a moment in time at, at my wedding. And, mm -hmm. um, and so that song kind of has, takes on a, a life because of its context. And then you have a song like how you love me. And I wrote that song for my wife. Uh, I believe it's for our 12 year anniversary um, mm. and, and that one's a little bit more just objective of saying like, man, after all these years and how I've gotten to know you and, and all the things we've been through, like, I think one of my, one of my most prized possessions right now, I guess you could say, is the fact that my family 
is a cohesive unit. We love each other. We care about one another, and, and we're doing well. We're operating together, mm. you know. And a huge element is the fact that my wife and I are on the same page and that we, that we invest in one another. And um, she's just stood by my side for so many years when there's, there's many times that she would have had a great excuse to walk away, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like, this is too much. I'm done here. Like, until you change the way you are and the way this life is, I'm, I'm going to, you know, you need to do something else. <laughs> but she stood by my side time and time again in that faithfulness then develops into, a, I think, a much deeper love um, that only comes through difficulties and time. And, you know, and, and I look at, like, couples that have been married for, you know, 50 years or whatever, and it's amazing because they just have this connection and this love that it's, it's not an infatuation. It's not, you know, um, anything. So I, you just don't see a worldly aspect. It's really this godly love that is, beyond any fault that they may have. It's just I've chosen to love you and to stand by you for all these years, and that's never going to change. Um, and and we show that in our faithfulness and the little things that we do day after day. <clears throat> and so that song, I think, is I think is really powerful because it, it, it just talks about that, that how um, I'm amazed by your selfless heart. I'm amazed by the, you know, the little things that you do. Um, and I realize that those things are the ways that you show me that you love me. The fact that you're there, that you're standing by me, that you're, you know, just standing for the little things that I need or the, just being there for me. Um, and and that create, that's a much, much deeper level of love that only comes in as experience through a long period of time, you know. And so I think that, that song's got a lot of depth to it um, that you can kind of dive into, <laughs> you know, that... I hope really, I think that song specifically can hopefully encourage a lot of people um, to to find that love and to, to to cause themselves to grow more in love over time through the faithfulness to one another in spite of faults and things like that. Mm, no, for sure. Uh, I, and in closing, just sort of almost circling back to uh, Faith, Hope, Love, um, one of my other favorite uh, concepts biblically uh, to dwell on, and I love that the song brings it home with this concept, is the, I believe in things my eyes cannot see, you know, and, and I, be, you know, I believe that paradise is waiting for me. And, and I, and I, I think that that is another gift, uh, you know, just like faith, hope, and love are gifts from God. Um, you know, this unseen faith, like the Lord says to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and still believe. And yeah. we walk by faith, not by sight. You know, I think those are a couple of passages. Um, I'd want to uh, connect to this song and even to this album and to your music ministry. And I kind of wondered um, how in some ways uh, those concepts of walking by faith, not by sight, um, have guided you as, as both a um, fellow believer and as an artist. Boy, you know, I, I think that uh, faith is the bedrock of a Christian walk. Mm. You know, it really, it's the foundation. Um, it's its by grace through faith that mm. we're saved. You know, I mean, the very foundational uh, principle of salvation requires you to put eternity into God's hands, to put mm. your life into God's hands, your sins, everything that you are, and everything that that exists in you ultimately has to be laid on the foundation of faith um, for the purpose of salvation. 
Now, the interesting thing about that is we oftentimes stop there and say, okay, I put my faith in God. I trust that he has my eternity. Um, but we don't always apply that to our daily lives. And um, in my personal life, God has just consistently allowed situations and difficulties and trials to put me in a position to where I have to be in, basically be in a place where I where God says, do you trust me? <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? hey, are, are you going to say that, are you going to try and do this in your own power? Or are you going to try and just take care of it? Or do you trust me? Because I believe that real faith, you don't really see real faith unless it's put in the fire. Um, mm. and, and I think a lot of us have very, very light uh, featherweight faith when we really look at it. Um, but you look at like, like in Hebrews chapter 11, you have kind of the hall of faith, and you have all these great men um, that are noted for their faith. And, and it talks mm-hmm. about the great works that they did and the things that they did and how it's attributed to them as, as faith, um, and that they were righteous because of their faith. And you look at all those guys, and you go, man, you know, I want to be a guy like David, or I want to be a guy like Moses, or you know, Abraham, or all these like, great men of the Bible. And all of them, their faith was tested and proved through immense difficulty. You know, I mean, you look at Abraham, who was asked to sacrifice his own son, and in that moment proved his faith that it was legitimate, even above his most prized thing in his life, his son, whom he'd waited many years to have. And and God says, "Are you gonna are are you gonna give that to me? Do you trust me, even with your son's life?" And ultimately, he said yes. You know, and he and and that was a representation, I think, a testing of his faith that proved that his faith was legitimate, that it was real and it was deep. And so I've just found in my own life that that faith, uh, sometimes I, I, I say I have faith and I think I have faith, and then when stuff gets really hard, I find out whether or not that faith is actually as strong as I thought it was. And mm. if it's not, those hard times will often require me to make that faith grow because I have no other choice. I can either turn my back on God and say, you know what, I can sign up for this, or I can say, okay, God, I trust you, and my faith is going to grow, and I'm going to see what you're going to do through all of this um, because I know that you're in control. And um, and it's amazing how that faith grows in the practical areas of your life. You have a better and deeper understanding of who God is, and your walk with him grows. And I think even a picture of what that really means uh, to have faith that saves us and brings us into eternity um, becomes a little bit deeper of an understanding. Uh, but that can only be found through difficult and and interesting times, and it's then we really get to see what faith, true faith, actually looks like. Mm. No, that's awesome. And you know, I, like you said, so much of that um, Hall of Faith list <laughs> has to do with people who uh, were willing to sell out, in essence, um, for their faith. And one of my favorite descriptions of Abraham is. You know, he went out not knowing where he was going. And, uh, you know, in order to do what you've done as a, as a career, as a, uh, a Christian artist, that's a lot of what you have to do, too. You know, you have, you've had to um, go out not knowing where you're going, not knowing where it was all going to go, but trusting that if you stayed, you know, true to your calling, to your ministry, um, the Lord would show you um, his plans. Yeah. And, and, I, and I definitely feel like... Um, this set of songs is a, is a great uh, next chapter for you, and 
Um, thank you for blessing me as a, a fellow uh, believer and husband and father. Um, these are the kinds of songs I can very much resonate with and uh, looking forward to sharing the story you just shared with me, uh, with, our, with our readers. Awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, hey, until we talk again, uh, God bless and all the best to you. Sounds good, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for setting up the interview. Appreciate it. All right. Oh, you bet. All right. Thanks, John. Talk awesome. to you soon. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Talk to you later.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.